right choice for conservative talk radio. AM 770, KTTH Seattle. Always always on at KTTH.com. The following is a paid program on this station. The views expressed on this program are general in nature and are not intended to be investment advice. Any discussion of individual securities should not be considered as a recommendation or solicitation by the presenters. Securities offered through Cateray Grant and Company Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Good morning and welcome to Retirement Freedom, a program about how to realize your retirement dreams with hosts Shane Kloniger, Susan Carter, and Alex Carter, and sponsored by SC Financial Group, an independent advisory investment firm located in Bellevue, Washington. Retirement Freedom is live call-in radio designed to help you understand the world of investments and answer your personal financial questions, not just about wealth accumulation, but also about wealth distribution how to grow your money, how to keep it safe, and how to plan for retirement. The lines are open so you can call in and ask your financial and retirement questions at 1-800-465-8770. That's 800-465-8770. And now, here are your hosts for Retirement Freedom, Shane, Susan, and Alex. Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, You are listening to Retirement Freedom. My name is Alex Carter. With me today is Susan Carter. Shane is uh, out this week. He is in uh, beautiful Montana. I'm I'm sure he's uh, having a good time there. Hopefully the weather is is a little bit better than what we've got here. Uh, But you are listening to, like I said, Retirement Freedom Radio. Uh, We are sponsored by SC Financial Group. We are Susan, Shane, and myself are financial advisors at SC Financial Group. What we do is we specialize in retirement planning, financial planning, and investment management. You can uh, learn about who we are, uh, what we do, uh, learn about the radio show uh, at scfinancialgroup.com, or you can uh, call in. We are a live call-in show today, Susan. Did you know that? Uh, I I think I'm alive. Yeah, you're alive? (laughs) I made it here. (laughs) Yeah. Well, if if you have a question about anything about finance, uh, we're going to be talking about a lot of uh, interesting stuff today, you can uh, give us a call, 800 Four six five eight seven seven zero. Again, that's eight hundred four six five eighty seven seventy. Well, yeah, I think this first segment we have to uh, tip our hat to the market this last week. <laughs> do we? Uh, you know, it's it, it was nice to see that fundamentals still do matter, and that when you stop and think things through, maybe some of the uh, the reaction was a little bit of a bit of a overreaction. Yeah, you know, I, I think that that is a great way to to classify that. You know, you, you could we could tell, we could see or we had a very good idea. Of course, we don't know what the future is, but you know, last week or two Fridays ago when it started and the Dow was down over 600 points and then, you know, the multiple thousand point drops uh, last week, you just the extreme amount of volatility. That when you, when you can see the markets shooting up a couple hundred points or shooting down, you know, a thousand points in a matter of minutes. In a matter of minutes, exactly. It's that the markets aren't really sure how to react to something or or they're trying to predict or they're trying to, you know, they see other people doing something, sell off. And so there's this panic or there's this a lot of emotion that gets brought into it. You know, typically, if, if there's some news or there's economic data or there's a downturn, the markets know how to respond to that. You know, fundamentals are bad that the markets you know, start down and they go down. But when you see huge swings, that's the emotion and the volatility of the markets. And so, you know, what we saw out of that is it's an opportunity. 
that you know the the fundamentals, like you said, are strong. The the economic indicators are in a good spot, both on a country level and individual businesses. And so it's an opportunity to maybe move away from some of the more conservative positions that did not experience that volatility and go swoop back in and buy some oversold, undervalued positions, growth-focused positions. And then what happens this week? You know, we have the best mar- uh, the best week since 2013 for the major indexes, just like that. And there you go. You know, a lot of folks listen to that and their eyes start to cross. It's, And I, I always say my job in this office is to be an interpreter. And one of the things is, is that when we're talking about moving positions, what we're saying is, is that not everything in people's portfolios lost money even though you would watch you you see the market and it's going crazy you think oh my gosh everything's going down well sometimes that's why having diversification comes into play so what alex has just said is is absolutely correct then when you've done your job and you've already preset yourself to prepare for whatever the market's going to do that means you're going to have a place to go pull cash without hurting yourself to go buy things that are now on a fire sale yeah, That's it, the way I put it. Yeah, well, absolutely. You know, that, that in the long run, of course, markets do go up. You can just look at the history of market indexes. You know, it depends on you might have to stretch the timeline out a little bit. You know, there are certain instances, of course, where there are big market downturns and prolonged periods of, you know, lack of economic growth. You can look at the, the 2000s. Sometimes people call it the lost decade. If you use the, you know, uh, tech crash in the early 2000s and the Great Recession, of course, in 2008, 2009, uh, that, you know, there was a lot of, uh, market uh, uh, value loss that people lost a lot of money but ultimately if you stay in the markets if you're able to participate and like you said Susan if you are well diversified meaning that not all of your investments are perfectly correlated with one another that sometimes you want things that are going to be going up when the markets are going up and sometimes the bonds are going to go down especially if you have uh, raising yields that yes your bond prices are going to go down but they do offer stability so that if there is a big you know, market volatility and a correction in the markets that you can take some of those more conservative positions if you don't have new cash to inject and go and buy into that depressed positions. And that's really important for folks. Um, as you retire, you have to realize that your money still has to keep growing. It's not just a matter of building up your nest egg and then slowly chipping it away. You want that money to be working for you so that you have a way to retain it to work for you tomorrow and the next day. Absolutely. You don't want to, um, you, you really have to have a diversified approach to that in order to grow wealth. Now, yes, you can take the slow road and, you know, just stay in a, stay in an index, but you're going to get the good, the bad, and the ugly Mm -hmm. of that index when the market is swinging around and which is what happened in that lost decade of Mm -hmm. 2000. If you had just been in, you know, say the S and P 500 index for that entire decade, it would have won. You wouldn't have received any dividends. You were in a mutual fund. Yeah. You know, you were, you're just, you're just getting, you're just getting what the, what the fund price is, Mm -hmm. you know, so there you are, you're going up and down. And you, if you go back and you look at that, you can literally see that the end point is almost identical to the start point. I have a whole decade of investing without anything but a lot of stomach acid. Oh, yes. And so, you know, there, there is in the long, long run, buy and hold 
you know, depending on what you're buying, buying that you're and holding, holding on to. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, if you're using the S&P, the, yes, the, in the long run, the markets do go up. And so the, there is that extra level of, of planning and, and investment management of at some point you have to lock in these gains. And, and that doesn't necessarily mean that you need to completely shift your, your risk profile or, or your objectives. But sometimes it is a good thing to say, you know, this has been enough of a gain in this position. I want to realize it because otherwise it's just a floating number on a piece of paper. And then you can go to something else, maybe look for some other equally growth focused position, but that other one might just be more depressed at the moment. It might have had, you know, been oversold like the last week. So it's always looking for more opportunities. And, and like you said just a minute ago, Susan, for people who are in retirement who don't have new cash, you know, what, what Shane always says when, when he's here is that building wealth is about acquiring more shares. And so if you if you can't if you're no longer saving and buying into it, how do you create more shares? Well, it's buying at a cheaper price. You know, that's it. And that's how you can build wealth in the long run, whether you're injecting new money or if you're just managing the markets in retirement. It's about acquiring more shares because, like you said, Susan, they, they pay dividends on shares, not on share value. Well, and now something new has come upon us, and that is the fear of inflation. Uh, that was a, a huge piece of the market volatility uh, because there were such good job reports. It, uh, ironically, there you know then people start to forecast, as Henny Penny says, the sky is falling. Um, you know, oh my gosh, there's going to be all these people working. Oh my gosh, they're getting all this money. It's going to heat up the economy, and that's going to fuel inflation. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, you know, yeah, and yeah. off we went to the races. I'm glad things are starting to settle down on this. However. You do have to pay attention to it in the long haul. Again, um, that's why you can't afford to be sitting in cash mm-hmm. um, because cash is going to continuously decrease in value, particularly in times in which there is some inflation. Now, I'm, I don't know what kind of inflation's ahead. I think some is necessary for the economy to grow. Absolutely. It's, you know, it's not all bad. It's if it gets out of control is the issue. And I think that's where the Fed's trying to trying yes. to bring some it's a balancing act that the, the federal reserve who controls the monetary policy in this country they don't want the economy to overheat and to have runaway inflation and so that's where uh you know they they control the the fed funds rate the, the baseline interest rate in this this country uh and so trying to have that strike that balance and, and you know inflation is such a uh, it's a hard thing for people to grasp at times, you know, that they, they know whether they're making more money on their paycheck on a weekly basis, but they don't necessarily, it's not an easier thing to relate it to purchasing power, which is ultimately what we're going for, especially in our retirement planning in the retirement analysis that we offer to anybody who walks through our door. We offer complimentary retirement analysis. And the big thing that we focus in on when we're talking about the transition into retirement and the income generation is that silent killer of inflation. How do you account for that in the long run? How do you maintain your purchasing power? You really have to have at at a minimum, you have to have enough growth in your portfolio to match the inflation rate, whatever yes. is going on. I mean, that's that's the minimum. Ideally, you want a higher growth rate because, again, you want to be able to pull from the not pull from principal but instead pull from growth correct yeah otherwise you are immediately on a downward uh amortization basically of your nest egg mm-hmm. and it depends on the individual person what you said right there is absolutely true now it depends on the individual person or their family 
uh, of what is a sustainable path and what is not. So an example of uh, maybe when spending down principal in the short run could be to your advantage is maybe you're trying to bridge the gap of you want to retire a little early, but you don't want to uh, shortchange yourself on Social Security. So let's say maybe you do have a you've built up a good sized nest egg that you could take some of that investment, that, take a distribution, start withdrawing money from that at a maybe more of an accelerated rate earlier on to bridge that gap to maximizing your Social Security benefit. You know that's a that's a big thing that we talk about a lot of strategizing the transition into retirement for our clients and what we're going to be talking about at the March 8th event. Oh, absolutely. That March 8th event is called, um, the, our, it's really our retirement planning workshop. It's a great way for you to get to know us, how we think, and all how thorough we are in looking at all of the aspects of designing your retirement so that it will last your lifetime. Uh, there's so much to having um, looking comprehensively at all your different income sources as well as investments. It, your example is a, a great one for just that. And that's also why once you have those investments set and you're understanding what you're going to be drawing from it, then and only then do you start looking at investments. You probably shouldn't have exactly the same investments, for example, in your a 401 at work and your brokerage account. Mm -hmm. They're they're taxed differently. You're going to use them in different places in your retirement, and you need the diversification. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah. th there's lots of there's so there's so much that goes into it. You know, we've talked, you know, well, this is our ninth year on the radio and right. then, you know, we've been doing You're this nine. For, for for a long long time that you know, ultimately it comes back to you know, a handful of major topics or a major uh, items that need to be addressed. You know, in the accumulation phase, it's about saving in the right way, or using the resources you have or building the resources you have in the most efficient and effective way possible. You know, everybody has a finite amount of resources, so make sure that they're being put to work as best they can. Number two, you know, try and maximize the tax code if you can. You know, that involves saving, that involves, you know, how you live your life. They're going to get you some way, but trying to mitigate that as much as possible. And then, you know, moving all down the, the age timeline of approaching the retirement transition, which is what we focus a lot about at the March 8th event of, you know, we, we have a, a, a couple, a Joe and Jane sample. So we the, the retirement analysis that we provide to, you know, any person who requests one that we use for, as the, the baseline for our clients, the, the working documents that we use that's, you know, very, it's, their lives on a piece of paper, right. essentially, um, that, you know, the things that they can do heading into that transition. You know, a lot of people think, you know, while well, I'm two, three, four years away from retirement, there's not a lot that I can do to really make a big difference. It's just not true. There's so much planning that goes into it, not only just the saving the last couple of years, positioning your assets, tax efficiency, uh, Social Security, pensions, all that kind of stuff. That It's a big formulaic equation, and you, you just really need to get it right. You do, and it, it isn't hard for us to do these. We, you know, we this is what we live, eat, and breathe every day. It's tough for the individual. One, they don't have all of the insights and knowledge, as well as the great software um, that we use that can generate these analysis. You really, there's so much interplay in in the way you draw your money out and. Inflation we just talked about has to be in that equation, as well as taxability of the type of account, whether you're drawing on it or you're not. 
there's a lot of timing that goes on, but with the right plan, you can take the same assets and make them last years more. Absolutely. That's what's so amazing about doing a good plan. And it does not matter what the size of your nest egg is that you're beginning with. You deserve and you need that plan. I would argue the smaller your nest egg, the more you need a plan because you got to make sure every dollar is positioned shrewdly. Absolutely. And and that is what we are going to be talking about at at our March 8th event. And you can uh, learn about more about who we are and our firm, SC Financial Group, at our website, scfinancialgroup.com. You can sign up to uh, reserve your seat at the March 8th event. It's uh, The seats are running out, so you should uh, do that. Uh, so we'll, we'll head into our first break right now. And when we come back, Susan, I want us to talk a little bit about you know tax season right now. The people are doing some of the things that they can do right now to affect their 2017 taxes and, and how they can improve their plan planning for 2018 taxes. So we are a live call-in show. If you want to give us a call, 800-465-8770. You are listening to Shane, nope, Alex and Susan. Shane's out today on Retirement Freedom. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to Retirement Freedom. This is your opportunity to get impartial answers to your questions from Shane Kloniger, Susan Carter, and Alex Carter. The lines are open for your calls at 1-800-465-8770. That's 800-465-8770. Shane, Susan, and Alex will be right back. Hi, this is Susan Carter from the Retirement Freedom Show. You have two choices in building your retirement nest egg. You can go it alone or seek the advice of professionals. At SC Financial Group, we take great pride in the amount of time we invest in educating each one of our clients. We believe a well-educated investor who continues to learn about their individual portfolios, taxation and income needs has less fear of these same topics. We also believe with less fear of the unknown, better decisions are possible. Don't run with the fearful pack. Come to our educational retirement workshop and let us build your knowledge base and confidence. Our next dinner workshop will be on Thursday, March 8th at 6.30 p.m. in our Bellevue office. Call to RSVP 425-451-2950 or go to our website, scfinancialgroup.com, and sign up today. Once again, the number to call, 425-451-2950 or our website, scfinancialgroup.com. Securities offered through Cataray Grant and Company Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Hi, this is Shane Kloniger with SC Financial Group. You hear lots of ideas on our show on how to protect and grow your investments. You've also heard us emphasize the need to have sound investment strategies and most importantly, have those strategies based on a personalized financial plan. If you're ready to put these concepts to work for your retirement, come in for a personalized one-hour consultation with Susan and me. We'll take that hour to get to know you and help you become crystal clear on not only your current retirement situation, but the options available to improve it. Our consultations are completely at no charge and designed Designed to give you the information you need. If you're ready to learn how to achieve your retirement freedom, give us a call at 1-877-570-4848 or contact us online at scfinancialgrp.com. Once again, that's 1-877-570-4848 and online at scfinancialgrp.com. Security is offered through Cataray Grant and Company Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC.
All right. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for staying with us. You are listening to Retirement Freedom uh, today with Alex and Susan. Shane's out in Montana today, uh, but we appreciate you guys uh, sticking with us. Uh, you can learn about who we are, financial advisors in our firm, SC Financial Group, at scfinancialgroup.com. Uh, we are a live call-in show today, uh, February 17th. There uh, we go. Saturday, as it always is. Uh, the uh, radio or the number to call into the show today is 800 465 Eight seven seven zero. Again, that's eight hundred four six five eight seven seven zero. We are financial advisors. We, like you said in the last uh, segment, that we live, breathe, and eat this stuff. That's uh, right. So, if you have a question uh, about what we're talking about today, or any other financial planning topic, or investment topic, or market topic, we're the people to you know put it to the test. So, I do encourage you to give us a call. But uh, heading into the last break, we were going to talk about some of the stuff that people are dealing with right now and their taxes and planning for filing their 2017 taxes, and also some of the stuff that they can do to adjust for 2018 taxes. That's right. And I'm suspecting that the people who have their tax forms out and are working on them this weekend are the more organized of us all. Yeah. Two, two months yeah. to the day early, the, the deadline. Yeah. Yep. But the nice news about that is, is that as you're working through your taxes, there are things that you might still be able to do to improve what that number at the bottom of the page says you owe Uncle Sam. Certainly. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that. Um, if you are um, a business owner and you have, I'm, excuse me, I'm going to say it this way. If you are an individual uh, proprietor or you have no employees mm-hmm. or maybe just you have a SEP, then SEP IRA. a SEP IRA. One thing is, is that uh, you may not, if you're new to this business, um, you actually have more time to file your taxes. You don't have, you have to file an extension, but you do have more time. You, you can extend that out into later in the year. Now, the reason why you might want to consider that is, is that if you had a particularly good year in 2017, you can continue to make contributions to your 2017 SEP until you file those taxes later on. So it's a cash flow issue for some folks. Um, I know uh, many people make that decision. They postpone it and see how 2018 is going for them. Mm-hmm. And um, oftentimes making that larger contribution can truly bring down you know, how much you pay because you pay both sides you do. if you are filing on that kind of a basis. As a self-employed individual. As a self-employed yeah. individual. So I would say if you fall into that category and this is new territory to you, be aware that you have some more time and you have a little bit more strategy you can play. Absolutely. So that's tip number one. Absolutely. You know, so we are not a CPA, so we advise you to speak with your uh, tax advisor. Uh, but we do deal with a lot of taxation. We do work with a lot of business owners, small and, business owners. And we manage many SEPs. We, and we do, absolutely. And so, you know, that is one of the tips for people who are, you know, self employed. Employed, but for the rest of us, or the W-2, or the you know I- individuals, anybody can open up an individual retirement account, IRA, traditional or Roth, whether you're self-employed or you work you know somewhere else. Uh, and so for those t- people, you can make contributions for your 2017 taxes right now, all the way up until you f- 
file your taxes uh, the deadline in April. So you can make contributions if you have not maxed out your contributions for, for that year for your traditional or Roth IRA. If you're under 50 and a half, it's $5,500 a year. If you're over 50 and a half, you get that extra $1,000 bonus. So it's 6500 And then one extra little nugget is we talked about earlier is the spousal contribution. They, yeah. If you have only one wage earner in the family, they can also contribute on the sp- for the spouse who maybe is a stay-at-home. And that's a great way to build the family's retirement account even faster. Um, I think a, a lot of folks don't seem to appreciate how important it is to have as much accumulated in a tax-deferred uh, basis as early as possible. And so if you're looking at long-term investing, for your future, and you know that money's ultimately going to, and you haven't met your retirement goals yet, adding that spousal IRA to the family's nest egg is a really great way to get that going because you will not be paying the 1099s on that you would be on an ordinary investment account year over year. So that's that's a drag. I mean, that's like a fee. Absolutely. So you're going to actually have a higher it performance. It's a fee. It's a, it's a tax. It's a tax. Fee, yeah, yeah, I think the uh, Supreme Court kind of got knotted up in that. Is it a tax or is it a fee? But we won't go there. They pick and choose. They, they, they yeah. make the rules, not me. That's right. So that's a great way for you to be able to actually increase the rate of return on those investments mm-hmm. and hit that goal of doing the investments for retirement earlier in life. Absolutely. Just look at uh, a very simple basis. You know, if you have uh, uh, one share uh, of some company in a traditional IRA and one share of the exact same company in an individual account, you buy it for 100 bucks a share, you sell it for 150 uh, you know, a year and a half later, let's say, in the traditional IRA, tax-deferred growth, no taxes are owed on it. In the individual account, the $50 gain that you had, long-term capital gains for most people is going to be 15%. So 15% of your, your gains in that account are cut back due to taxes. So it, just compound that out for the rest of your account, assuming you own more than one share of one company, and then multiply that over a number of years. That 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 adds up to a tremendous amount of money. Now th- that's not to say that it, you know taxable accounts, joint accounts, are a bad thing by any means. Certainly not. There's great value and great strategy strategizing you can do with those types of taxable accounts, but everything does have a drawback, and so that's where it comes back to making sure that each pot of money is prioritized and has a goal that it's targeting and you're using it appropriately. Absolutely. You know, for example, liquidity, we talk about that quite a bit with our clients as they're preparing the structures for their retirement. It's so important to make sure that you are not over-investing in something that if you needed the funds would end up having to pay penalties in order to access. Absolutely. So there right there is a good example of why you would probably want to have an ordinary account instead of all, everything in your uh, your tax-deferred basis. Because until you're 59 and a half, in most circumstances, there's going to be quite a bit of a penalty if you're trying to access that. That gives you a great place. The investment account gives you a great place for what I'd call intermediate goals. Absolutely. And that, that, that is a great tip and, and a, a great usage for that pot of money. So uh, you are listening to Retirement Freedom, uh, Susan and Alex. Uh, we are a live call-in show today. If you do have a question on anything we're talking about or any other financial question that you want answered live on the air today, uh, the toll-free number is 800 465 
800-800-8770. You can go onto our website, scfinancialgroup.com. You can read the topic of the day, which is the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, the greatest bill name in my mind ever. <laughs> uh, it's just so, so direct. Uh, the topic of the week, you can also uh, sign up for one of our workshops. The next one is March 8th, or you can request a complimentary retirement analysis and learn all about that. So lots of ways to learn more, uh, learn about who we are, educate yourself, and uh, move forward in your financial planning. Uh, but so the last thing I have, uh, I, I think, in this segment on the 2017 planning, uh, and we talked about this a little bit earlier, is kind of having a litmus test for doing your taxes 2017, knowing that next year, you're, as effective January 1 of this year, that the tax laws have changed dramatically. And, and so understanding what were benefiting you in the current tax law or the previous tax law. So, you know, the personal exemptions or the lower standard deduction or the tax brackets, things like that. Understanding what was a positive from the old system, what would be a positive in the new system, and understanding the, the ramifications or the implications that will happen from these, these new tax changes. So uh, then you can, once you do your taxes for this year, kind of do them again as if it was the 2018 law and, and then try and adjust what you're doing throughout 2018 to maximize the benefits that are going to be available. Yeah, I would say what you could do is just make yourself a copy of your taxes and mark it up. You can This article that we have posted on our website, is it's actually going into specifically the impact on individuals uh, in in the tax law changes, uh, you don't need. It's I think it's great because it does show you very quickly how your your income level will be impacted, um, the deductions versus the exemptions. It's pretty straightforward, you know. So basically, um, put a great big X through the number of children, you know. For example, and yourself for all. Yeah. all- Dependents and personal exemptions will be gone. They'll yeah. all be gone. Um, pretty much uh, that that makes a difference. And then take a look, though, in return for that, what you're going to see in terms of um, your overall standard deduction that is being allowed for. So basically they're trying to help us. Uh, why am I so suspicious? Uh, but they, they claim that what we're doing is, is getting rid of the need to to um, go through so many itemized deductions and instead just roll it up into something that they think is much more fair, which is a larger overall exemption. Sure, that that, that that's is the it. rationale. Yeah, I understand that. You know, there's the social. Why are we both smiling? Well, because it's, it's such not a com- funny. Yeah, it's such a complex topic. You know, there's the the argument for taxes being a social engineering type thing of you know giving tax incentives to certain activities giving you know the opposite to other activities but yes the the personal doubling the of the standard deduction excuse me uh, is a way to try and simplify it make the the tax filing process easier some people will benefit some people won't just with every other development and you know, every option there's always in life. unintended consequences absolutely and so uh you know talking about the the uh, individual tax benefits as opposed to the corporate. So individuals, meaning citizens, so married couples, individuals, things like that. So there are a bunch of big changes. Uh, and so when we come, we're going to take a break right now. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about the markets in 2017, what's already transpired 2018, and then the taxability, the impacts of that on taxable accounts and, and how markets can shape what you're doing for your taxes. So uh, we are a live call-in show. If you want to give us a call, 800 465 
800-465-8770. Again, that's 800-465-8770. You are listening to Susan and Alex. We'll be right back. You're listening to Retirement Freedom. Retirement Freedom is live call-in radio designed to help you understand the world of investments and answer your personal financial questions. The lines are open for your calls at 1-800-465-8770. That's 800-465-8770. Shane, Susan, and Alex will be right back. Did you know the type of account you open with a financial firm could affect how you communicate with them as well? There are some accounts that require your financial advisor to call you with every investment decision to be made. This includes making a trade on a difficult market day when the advisor recommends to sell a position. If you are not available, then the trade does not occur without your approval. A discretionary advisory account, however, allows you to designate your financial advisor as a fiduciary to make prudent investment decisions on your behalf. This allows the advisor to make decisions during all hours without your direct okay on each trade made. If you would like your advisor to manage the account to do the best of their abilities and not call you during your me time, then give SC Financial Group a call, 425-451-2950. That's 425-451-2950. Securities offered through Cataray Grant and Company Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. The investment world is very unpredictable. It can be a great advantage to be an investor, but watching your investments can turn into a second job. Have you had the proper training for your new position? Can you afford to make several mistakes along the way to your retirement due to lack of knowledge? At SC Financial Group, we want to take on this challenge for you. We design all types of retirement plans every day based on our clients' wishes. Whether you're 30 or 70 or somewhere in between, having a proper strategy in place is invaluable. We invite you to come in for an initial complimentary consultation and let us give you some perspective on where you stand. Call us at our Bellevue office at 425-451-2950. You don't have to tackle your retirement planning alone. Once again, that number is 425-451-2950. That's 425-451-2950. Securities offered through Cataray Grant and Company Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. All right, welcome back, everybody. <laughs> yeah, got some jams going on this morning of the 17th, Saturday. Thank you very much for joining us, as always. Uh, you are listening to Retirement Freedom with Susan and Alex today. We are financial advisors at SC Financial Group, the main sponsor of this show. You can read about who we are, uh, read about our workshops coming up on March 8th, or sign up for a complimentary retirement analysis at our website, scfinancialgroup.com. Or you can give us a call today live on the air. The toll-free number is 800-465-8770. Again, that number is 800 465 8770. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about the markets right now and planning for, uh, you know, how to position your accounts both on a tax deferred and a taxable basis. 
If you have questions about that or any other financial topic that you want to get some advice on or ask a question about, please do call us. That's where we're here. Callers always do come first. Uh, but Susan, like we promised, talking a little bit about the volatility that we've experienced and how you can position the investments within the account taxation, the account type, to best take advantage of these opportunities. And I love the way you phrase that. We always, we're always looking for what can we do with whatever the market is giving us. Mm-hmm. Nobody can control, really, what, what, which direction the market's going to be going in. However, with the right design, you can get a lot more for, no pun intended, your money. Bang um, for your buck. Bang yeah. for your buck. So, you know, just taking a look ahead, we've had a pretty volatile, first, a real nice shoot-up at the beginning of the year. Sure. A lot of volatility. I think we're going to be seeing spikes like this again mm-hmm. um, because we're – we're really in a place where the market, it's really in a historic level. And we have at the same time, I, I mean that in terms of just its overall strength. Sure, four, four plus percent below the all-time high. Yeah. We're right there. Right. Just right there. We're yeah. just right there. But the, the economic situation is pretty darn strong. Mm-hmm. You know, barring something like, you know, North Korea deciding to blow up South Korea or something. I, they, they've calmed down during the Olympics. Yeah, there yeah. you go. So watch out. Yeah, February 25th in the closing. (laughs) Who knows? It's all back on the wild card table again. But barring unforeseen things of of that mass magnitude, magnitude, I think we can expect that this is going to be a continuing strong year, but it will have its moments. The point is, is how do you position your accounts to make sure that you're in the right place to take advantage of those moments? So... That's what we're trying to talk through here. So let's just say you've got two accounts. Let's just keep this really simple. You've got your 401. No, I'm not even going to go there. Let's just say you've got a traditional IRA, mm-hmm. and then you have a brokerage account. Yeah, individual taxable Individual account. taxable account. You have two accounts, and the market does what it just did. Let's just use what just happened Depending upon what kinds of assets you had in those two accounts, you're going to get a very different outcome. Mm-hmm. So let's just say that all things being equal, you just basically have the identical diversification, the identical investments mm-hmm. in those two accounts. Mm-hmm. One account, you're going to it's going to become kind of a non-event because what we've experienced is if it was managed properly, mm-hmm. you had some downs, but you had some ups. Correct. The other one, you're going to be paying some fees at the end of the year. Yeah, so to the, the, the IRS. Yeah, the, the taxability of the taxable account. Right. So, uh, you know, yeah, with, with tax deferred accounts, 401ks, traditional IRAs, Roth IRAs, tax deferred growth, tax deferred properties. So you don't have to worry about transactions within the year that would ultimately create taxable transactions, ramifications for a taxable account. So that's where it comes down to the positioning of the accounts both trying to maximize their tax properties that they have, their investment objectives. So if they're retirement accounts, that they're generally going to be a longer-term uh, focus and they're going to be generally uh, more open to risk because you have that longer investment horizon. And then for the taxable accounts, you do have to be a little bit more sensitive for the tax ramifications. And so that's how we manage 
our clients' accounts. We are very sensitive to the tax taxability of the accounts so that the trades and the transactions and how we manage, even if they were, let's say they were the same risk tolerance, that they would still be different between tax-deferred accounts and taxable accounts because we have to add in that extra element of the taxability for the individual accounts that affect the net performance. And also the purpose. So as we mentioned earlier in the show, longer-term objectives typically in your IRA and possibly more middle-range objectives in your in your brokerage account. Um, maybe that's where you want to take a look at being much more, I've seen this so many times, where people are overly conservative inside their retirement account and, and making up for it by being more aggressive in their brokerage account, when in fact, it should be just the opposite. Yes, yeah, it should. You know, But why is that? Why is that? That's the point. Yeah. Why is that? How, because the taxability isn't there. It's a, not a drag on your retirement account. It's all deferred out. So that's more money that's staying in the account to be able to be reinvested to buy more shares with. Absolutely. Versus in the brokerage account. Can't avoid it. However, it's good. You know, we all need some liquidity. Mm -hmm. We all need access to some funds. Certainly. If there are invest, there are actually investments that can pay you once you take into account the tax issues on it that you know, like tax managed accounts, uh, muni bonds, things like that. It's not as exciting, but it's steady, predictable. And that's if the funds are going to be accessed in, in a shorter time period, you might want to blend some of that in to that account Absolutely. just to make sure that some of that principal is still going to be there and growing at a reasonable rate. Yeah, well, the, the flashiest, sexiest, coolest thing is not always necessarily the most prudent isn't necessarily always the wisest thing to do. Uh, and so it ultimately comes back to, you know, the, the question is, what are you trying to achieve? Exactly. Uh, you know, retirement accounts, you're generally trying to uh, achieve the objective of having income in retirement. For individual accounts, it's maybe spillover savings or it's intermediate goals. You know, you have, you're maxing out retirement vehicles and you want to save somewhere else and you want to have something growing and earning in the interim before you have some other goal. Well, that's a great place for it. But then positioning the assets, the investments within there appropriately to be tax conscious, you know, so either, you know, uh, uh, just growth focused positions that don't have a lot of dividends that aren't going to create a lot of, uh, um, you know, distributions throughout the year, maybe going with individual stocks or ETFs that have lower turnover that are, again, that are a little bit more tax sensitive. Or like you said, you know, municipal bonds or tax free investments or tax uh, managed investments that ultimately we, we whether it's a fee an expense taxes whatever if it's not in the account it's not in your pocket it's a drag on performance and so all things need to be taken into account that's right and then for the person who has maxed out as who is a saver is maxing out the amount that they can put in per year into their retirement account in their 401 or whatever they have of it or their sap whatever they have available to them and their spillover savings are going into that brokerage account. If they are not intended for intermediate goals, but long-term goals, there is another alternative as well, which is fairly new, which is you can now get to tax-deferred annuities on a very low fee basis, equal to what you would pay in an advisory in environment, in a traditional account, managed account. But now those funds are sheltered from 
um, having to pay taxes year over year. Mm -hmm. So you might want to partition that portion that's really truly going to be for long-term savings over into one of those types of accounts. But be very careful. Look at the fees. Make sure it's comparable to what you would be paying in an advisory environment. Don't add any bells or whistles to it. Because if you don't need them. If you don't need them. Yeah, if you just don't need them. So there's lots of ways to get to a lower overall tax rate on your investments as they are growing. Absolutely. And so if you have a question uh, that you want answered live today, this is the morning of the 17th, uh, you can give us a call into the station toll-free 800 465 8770 again 800-465-8770 or you can go onto our website scfinancialgroup.com learn about who we are uh, read the the topic of the week the tax cuts and the jobs act and the impact on individuals sign up uh, for our next workshop march 8th at 6 30 at our office in bellevue uh, we're talking about planning for retirement and a lot of great knowledge and information sharing in that event or you can uh, request a complimentary retirement analysis. So there's lots of ways that you can learn more, gain more knowledge, learn about us, and ultimately improve your financial position and your financial future. That's what we're trying to achieve here. And so uh, we do uh, invite you guys to contact us or call into the show today because uh, callers' questions always do come first. But in the meantime, we'll, we'll continue to talk a little bit more about uh, you know the impacts of, of taxes for this year and next year. And so the last thing I have uh, on that right now is we I talked about it just a minute ago of tax sensitive investments as well. Mm -hmm. So not only just the risk tolerance in your investment objective, but things like exchange traded funds uh, as opposed to let's say mutual funds that might have a very similar objective and, and similar risk tolerance, things like that. But because exchange traded funds, are, have lower turnover because they're generally not managed, so there's no mutual fund manager buying and selling things within the ETFs, they can be more tax sensitive because they won't have the capital gains distributions at the end of the year. Susan, you know we, we are very fond of ETFs because of the low cost uh, of the ETFs, the intraday trading ability, the, the being sector specific, the tax sensitivity of them. Lots of reasons we use ETFs. Uh, mutual funds have, a, you know, a position in accounts sometimes as well, but it's always that cost-benefit analysis. And so I think the big takeaway on this is, you know, with the market volatility, the tax situation, the risk tolerance, the the account type and stuff like that, it's such a complicated world. It, it, it's There's a lot of moving parts, and then there's the question of, okay, how does that all relate to me? That's where having a financial plan, working with an advisor who understands who you are and what your objective is, is so important. Yeah, it's a sorting process, basically. And you have to know where to start and how to, to funnel it down. Uh, you really have to first start with the person. And like you said, the time horizons and the money goals for those different time horizons. And it, it really isn't as hard for an advisor to help you through that process because you know which questions to ask in which order. You know, when, when we come back from our um, last break here, um, I want to talk about whether or not we have a, a, an environment in which um, for the conservative investor, bonds are dead. But, oh, are you, uh, Alex, are you wanting yeah, to? When we come back from our break, we'll, we'll take a quick break, and then we'll get to our caller on the line who has a question about Roth IRAs and, and within a management company. So we'll take a quick break, and we'll get back to that caller and answer that question. So stick with us. You are listening to Retirement Freedom. Because callers always come first.
You're listening to Retirement Freedom. Jane, Susan, and Alex will be right back. So call in now to get free impartial answers to your questions. The lines are open at 1-800-465-8770. That's 800-465-8770. Hi, this is Shane Kloniger of SC Financial Group with a tip on managing your portfolio. Do not get complacent just because the stock market is going up. Managing your portfolio requires constant attention to many different areas that may have an effect on your outcome. Tax issues and legislation, interest rate changes, world news, politics, and investor perception all combined will create a volatile environment. The specific blend of investments in your portfolio will respond differently. At SC Financial Group, we understand these aspects and want to help you understand them as well. If you feel like you need some clarity on your retirement position or portfolios, please call us in our Bellevue office at 425-451-2950 or request a complimentary consultation through our website, scfinancialgroup.com. Once again, the number to call is 425-451-2950 or through our website, scfinancialgroup.com. Thanks for listening. Securities offered through Cataray Grant and Company Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Hi, this is Susan Carter. As a listener to our show, you know that we cover a broad range of topics, and I truly enjoy the live call-ins. We understand, however, that not everyone is comfortable coming on the air to talk about personal finances, and we want to make sure you get your questions answered. Serving our community by providing this educational show is just one way we help. We also offer free financial consultations and provide you a personal retirement analysis at no charge. Feel free to call us anytime during the week if you'd like to have a question answered or request your own personal consultation. The floor is yours, so give us a call at our office, 425-451-2950, or simply visit our website, scfinancialgroup.com, and you can type in your request there. Thanks again for listening today, and I hope we'll hear from you soon. Securities offered through Cataray Grant & Company Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, you're listening to Retirement Freedom uh, here on Saturday the 17th. Uh, Alex and Susan are here with you today. Uh, and so we had a, a question from John. Uh, he had a question about uh, Roth IRAs within a management company. Uh, and so that's, that's a great question. Uh, and so, uh, you know, the, the Roth IRA, so, uh, you know, I have a question about that and in, in within a management company being managed by an advisor or, you know, the, the distinctions of that. But Roth IRAs, the management of them, they're, whether they're managed by an individual or an advisor or some other company, they have the same tax properties that you, you would with any, wherever it's managed. So, you know, Roth IRAs, non-tax deductible contributions, but tax deferred growth and tax-free withdrawals. So wh whether it's being managed by somebody or yourself or whatever, the, the properties that, that make up the Roth IRA and distinguish them from other types of investment accounts will be the same. Yeah, and you know you can open them at the bank, you can have it through an advisor, you can go online. It does, it, it does not matter to the IRS as long as it's categorized as a Roth. Now, here's the dilemma, though, is, is what are the investments that you can get access to? within that Roth. What I love is, is when you use your Roth account as your most long range thought 
thought out process. That's where, because think about it, when you're in retirement, you're going to have required minimum distributions from all your deferrals. You're going to have Social Security. Wouldn't it be nice to just layer in tax-free money in the year that you want to use it rather than being forced to take it? So typically what happens is people put that out as far as they can because that's the money that is going to be accessible to you later in life, Mm -hmm. and it's going to have grown the most. That means you're going to really want that account to be dynamic right now. Absolutely. This is is where we get excited about being able to accumulate um, within a Roth um, advisory account. Now, the ETF strategy you were talking about, fantastic for something like that and if you haven't taken advantage of coming to one of our behind the curtain workshops we're going to be putting another one up here this week we really go through and show people how you use the volatility of the market to your advantage Mm -hmm. how you use the natural nature of the market to your advantage but it's not day trading it's not trying to speculate on where the market's going. It's simply taking advantage of what the market is offering. The ETF environment, because you can trade those during the day, you can put stops underneath those to make sure that you aren't taking too much risk. Mm-hmm. But in a in an IRA, in a Roth IRA especially, that's where having some really strong, this is where I would put my strongest risk. Mm-hmm. And strongest risk. My strongest huh? risk. Yeah. My, my 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 greatest risk. But risk is a funny word there. I guess what I'm saying is is growth. I would I would be looking for growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's talk in, in English in, in here. In growth terms. In yeah. growth terms. I want I want to go for the growth, but I want to also be able to move and be flexible mm-hmm. so that I can see when a sector is not when it's kind of done its natural cycle. Mm-hmm. You know, for example, a few years ago, it was utilities. You know, it, it got to a point where we looked at that and went, you know what? This is really outside of its norm. We've had a spectacular run with this. Why would we sit here now? Because it's not going to probably continue to go up. It's way beyond its norm already. Why would we just sit there and hold that? Why not now take that money and redeploy it into another sector mm-hmm. or a portion of that money that is undervalued? Inside of a Roth, there's no tax consequences, and that's our topic right here is Mm -hmm. what you do within an account depends upon how the IRS is going to view what you did in that account in that given year, whether or not their hand's going to come out and ask for a piece of it or not. Exactly, and so it's all about being, you know, uh, true to the the – type of the account, the taxation of the account, and your objective. And and ultimately letting that be a guide on, on the risk that is acceptable within that vehicle, within that account type. Uh, and so then it comes back to, okay, if, you, if you've determined that and you're, you're at that, that level, then making the decision on the investments within there. Okay, now I know I want to be growth focused in my Roth. Well, what does that mean? How do I go about that? Uh, and so that's where you know stocks generally more aggressive and more more risk to those than bonds, but they're risky bonds and less risky stocks. Yeah, I was hoping we could get to that. Yeah, and so you know, but with with the volatility within the markets, uh, you know, if you have the if you're trading ETFs like we do, and we did a lot of that last week or two weeks ago, I suppose um, that. 
you know, you can take advantage of the intraday market swings. With mutual funds, you can only exchange at the end of the day with the mutual fund company. So you have that one price point, that one opportunity. With ETFs, if there are big swings, that you can buy into some of those dips that are there. And if the market re rebounds within the day, then you can pick up some easy points there. Um, and so, uh, but we actually do have John still on the line. Oh, he, wow. he, he got back to us. So oh, great. Uh, we will go to John and answer his specific question. So, John, I, thank you very, very much for holding on to us uh, and thanks for calling in today. Hello, John, you still there? Hey, John, you are live on the air. Can you hear us, John? Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, yes, I can. No, hello. Good, good. I'm uh, in a Bluetooth and a vehicle pulled over, so bear with me. Okay. So you had a question about Roth IRAs. I sure do. When you're within a management money management company like, let's say, a Raymond James or Edward Jones, mm -hmm. um, I've lost a lot of faith in the fact that, especially with the market the way it's been running, is to be able to get in and get out of uh, stock purchases. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's part of the problem is the timing. But the other problem is the cost that most of these guys charge per transaction can be really mm -hmm. onerous. So I want to I want to be able to buy and sell, you know, at a low cost, like let's say what would be like an Ameritrade or some of these other places to do the 5 or 7 or $10 per transaction cost. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to be able to control that better myself. And also, again, most importantly, the speed of the transaction. So as we saw in the market, there was obviously a lot of money made or lost depending upon how quick you were in your timing. So the big question within the Roth IRA, if it's a, a management company, are there any management companies out there or yourselves or somebody that I can work almost as a day trader and still have within that money management company? Being caught, absolutely, yes. So you know what, what you're talking about generally is a discretionary, what you're looking for is a discretionary or fiduciary type of an account that are generally, there, there is a, a yearly fee, a management fee, but there aren't the brokerage commissions for the transactions. And so that, that is a lot of what we do in our advisory accounts. And there are you know, many institutions that, that can do that type of trading where you, you have given the advisor the prior approval to trade on your behalf. Without having to get your permission for every call, so that you know, with the markets open up at 6:30 in the morning West Coast time, if your advisor you know feels it's a prudent move for your account, what you're trying to achieve, they can make that buy or sell and not have to have that big cost drag or that time lag. So those are generally advisory or fiduciary types of accounts that you know what we offer, and it's a big part of what we do because a lot of our clients appreciate us being able to act on their behalf in the moment. A lot of the time when we you know call them in a you know brokerage style account where we don't have that fiduciary trading ability, that the answer is going to be you know 99% of the time yes anyway. So yes, there are options for for doing that, and and uh, fiduciary accounts are the way you can go about that. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a Roth. It can be traditional IRA, a regular investment account. It's really the account type that you set up with the investment management company. Are you looking okay, to so try? I can, still act, I can still act on my own behalf, though, to buy or sell, even though I still have the fiduciary agreement. So there, there are two ways you can go about it. One is that you could set up an account that you just manage on yourself without having an advisor. And like, like you said, you know, the, the online trading accounts that you can trade on your own behalf. But then we also, you know, with how we operate, there are many clients who 
want us to have the certain discretionary to buy or trade, you know, according to their their guidelines, but they also would like to have some input as well. So it's that individual relationship of how you set it up and how you want to work with your advisor. And if they can be flexible and, and adjust to what your wishes are, that's ultimately what, what you'd be looking for. Yeah, well, for example, I, I understand that, but the, the problem I'm having with this is the fact that an advisor, whether it's yourself or somebody else, if you've got 50 clients or 100 clients and something goes wrong like a 100 or a 1,000 point swing, you're going to be getting a lot of input, a lot of calls, and therefore, uh, you know, an hour or two yeah. or three can go by with, without even being able to contact you. And I don't, I don't want to be in that box again. Yeah, exactly. So that is where having an advisor have fiduciary trading responsibility who can trade on your behalf and act on, you know, hundreds of clients at a time. That's one way we can do it through the fiduciary. John, I appreciate your call today. We're running out of time, but thank you for your call. You have been listening to Retirement Freedom with Alex and Susan today. We appreciate all of our listeners, and have a good rest of your weekend. Thanks so much, everyone. If you want to learn more about us, be sure to look at our website, scfinancialgroup.com. been listening to Retirement Freedom with your hosts Shane Kloniger, Susan Carter, and Alex Carter, and sponsored by SC Financial Group. If you would like to meet personally to discuss your financial and retirement options, call 425-451-2950 to schedule your free consultation. That's 425-451-2950. And be sure to join us again next Saturday morning at 11, right here on AM 770 KTTH for another edition of Retirement Freedom. Securities offered through Cateray Grant and Company Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Seattle's 